Hello, I'm Kerry Lunigan. Welcome to the Weekly Grill, brought to you by Beef Central and Alenco Animal Health. Our guest for On the Grill today has a very recent but very, very special place in the story of regional and rural Australia. With seemingly uh, never-ending cries of disconnect from the, or rather between the cities and the bush, Grace Brennan decided to do something about it. The result is a story we're going to take you through today. Grace Brennan, founder of Buy From The Bush, on behalf of Beef Central, welcome to On The Grill. Thank you for having me. Let me take you back uh, to around, was it mid-2019 when this idea started, about two years ago? October 2019, yeah. You and a friend were chatting, and that chat led you to do something which would change your life and the lives of so many others. Tell us about your seminal moment talking to your friend, Nikki. Yes, well, I it was it was a virtual conversation. It was on Facebook. I um I had shared an article. Our local boutique, the Beauty Room in Warren, had shared an article about um, the drought and what it was doing to her small business. And I shared it on Facebook and said, you know, if anybody, in, any of my friends in the city were looking to support a small business in the bush, this is a great one to do it. And you know, they don't have an e-commerce website, but it doesn't matter. You can just connect with them through Instagram and, and if you shop with them, you know, you're supporting a rural community in drought. And um, my friend commented on the post and said, oh, brilliant, thanks for sharing because my family are doing a buy from the bush theme for Chris Kringle this year. And it was, in, it was October. So I thought, <laughs> firstly, that was super organised, that family. Secondly, what a brilliant idea and, and um, everybody should be buying from the bush for Christmas. So that was the, the seed that was planted and then, I stewed on it over a little while and it was actually in another conversation with a local friend just talking about how bad things had got locally and I thought, bugger it, it's worth having a go at this and I asked if she might help me with it and then that day went home and created an Instagram account and I went from there. <laughs> so why did, you, uh, why did you choose Instagram rather than one of the other possible uh, social media outlets? Well, because for a couple of reasons. Um, Many of the small businesses I know in rural and regional Australia use Instagram as, you know, almost a, a channel to market or a channel to their customer. And so they often had Instagram accounts, even when they didn't have online websites. Um, and the thing about Instagram is that you can curate your your social media feed quite um, quite deliberately. And I wanted to kind of pluck some of my favorite things and some of the beautiful things that people sold or made in the bush and and kind of curate this feed for people to enjoy. Um, and and the other social media platforms don't allow you to do that quite so much. So visually it made sense. Also, just mechanically it made sense because people could message the seller and say, can I have this? And, you know, even without any infrastructure or technology, they could make a sale. But also there's kind of a storytelling element to, um, to Instagram. And I wanted to be able to reframe the, you know, the, the people in the city's understanding of what drought does to the community. I wanted to reframe that through a bit of a new um, new lens and, and paint a bit of a picture of this impressive, creative, innovative rural community that I know. And Instagram seemed to be a good channel to do that. Yes, it does appear to be a much, much friendlier site than most of the others. I think it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's my preferred side, but um, Facebook, funnily enough, so we, 
created it on Instagram and then the next day I thought, God, I better get a Facebook presence too. Um, and Facebook is, is probably just as big as Instagram for us and, and actually drives more conversions um, than Instagram does. But I think in terms of building community, which was kind of the point of what I was doing, um, I wanted to make some noise around this idea of buying from the bush and build community around it. And Instagram is much better for that, in my opinion, of you know building a lovely community. Grace, where did the reaction come from initially? Did it come from the bush or did it come from the cities? And what was, what was it like? Did it come from all over Australia or just New South Wales? Um, I think it, I think the stronger reaction came from the city, um, and then and then small business in the bush realised what was happening and and um, and jumped on it. And I I think really what Buy from the Bush did was enable people to help in a way that um, they could trust and they, and they knew there was a direct impact if they if they connected directly with a small business and, and shopped with them, you know, what we were doing is was trying to provide social proof or evidence through our Instagram stories of, you know, people being inundated with orders and selling out and, and loading up their youth in the middle of nowhere and travelling into the post office, spending at the local post office and, and printing out these massive receipts of, of their shipping orders and, and kind of providing that, that instant um, gratification for, for people shopping. I think there's this, there's a broader trend towards meaningful consumption and, and purposeful spending, and I just wanted, I wanted the purpose or, or the meaning to come from supporting drought-affected communities. So what sort of goods and services uh, were on offer from the bush to the city in the initial stages, at least? Um, homewares, gifts. We, we were really gearing it around Christmas shopping. So there were earrings and fat, you know, clothing, art, um, there was a, a the quirkier the better in a way. I think sometimes when we post something that's really got a really strong Australian flavour and a little bit quirky, that's when people really fall in love with it. And um, there was a, a local fellow who was a farmer but um, was struggling to to find enough work locally, and he had he also had a trade. He was a carpenter, so he started building these beautiful um, portable lose basically um, for events and, and weddings and that kind of thing and they were they were a bit special it was beautiful timber and beautiful styling and he said look I don't know whether Fife in the Bush is really right but if, if you wouldn't mind sharing um, I'd appreciate it and sure enough we shared <laughs> his um, portable loos and they went bananas so wow. it, 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 there was no kind of um, <laughs> there was no rule on what we were sharing it was from, from the tiniest little gift like a tea towel to, to a portable loo. <laughs> so how does it work, Grace? Uh, would-be buyers and would-be sellers contact you and you put them in touch with each other? Yes, so since then, we started a social media campaign. We um, In 2020, with support from PayPal, we launched an online marketplace. So we've now got a website with over 250 sellers from across Australia and we've broadened our scope from just drought-affected communities um, to anyone in rural and remote Australia, given what what the world is going through, um, we thought it was appropriate. So um, now you just apply. If you're a seller, you apply to um, through our website to sell on the marketplace, um, and then you know we get in touch and we and we load up the products onto the website. So it's quite it's relatively simple. Um, you can also, or I mean, I encourage 
all rural businesses to use that hashtag buy from the bush on their social media channels because one thing we know is that a lot of our community are following that hashtag and um, so they come across all sorts of um, products and services that aren't on our marketplace but they're still you know there's a pretty um, motivated buyer at the other end wanting to support small and support rural and regional businesses so you can either just use the hashtag on social media or if you want to sell on the marketplace apply through our website and then customers can browse all sorts of things wonderful now this uh, buy from the bush has become a social phenomenon it must be taking a lot of your time how is your how is the buy from the bush angle from your perspective how has that grown over well since october 2019 yeah, I mean, it is an all-consuming project for sure. Um, we've, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a full-time job and um, and a really satisfying one, but a very demanding one. Also, we've, we've it was a friend and I um, volunteering our time for the first year, and I also had a lot of support from um, a few key people, including Georgie Robertson from Regional PR in Walker, who just you know worked for us for free for, for a very long time. Um, and since then, we've—I um, suppose our transition to the marketplace was a transition to a to a revenue generating model, and we're trying to make enough money to sustain our our um, energy and our input into the business. So we now have, I think, four or five employees around. You know, all highly skilled and energetic women who um, are working from rural and remote Australia also. So it's kind of exciting. We're, we're In some ways, the Bike from the Bush organisation is a micro example of what happens when people invest in the bush. Yes, in hard business terms, what's it mean in revenue exchange between the city and the bush and, and in terms, I guess, of employment in the bush, which is perhaps a, an even more important angle? Yeah, so we did a... Um, an economic impact study after the first four months of the campaign, and we haven't done one since. So um, the data is a bit old, and I think the impact would be even greater now. But in those first four months, we generated $5 million in revenue for the businesses we featured. Um, one in five businesses hired new workers. 96 or 97% of the businesses are, are run by women. Um, and up to 19% of those businesses started shipping internationally. So, I mean, I think it presents enormous opportunity for um, particularly female economic security, this, this online digital, especially e-retail business. Um, and we're trying to, we're actually working on another report at the moment, just doing some consultations with some of our sellers and pulling together that story of what... Um, you know, what Buy From The Bush does, but also what those digital tools and having a, a, an online presence does for opportunity for, for not only rural communities, but particularly women within those rural communities and what opportunity it presents. Right. I think the, um, as I said, I think, you know, that there is a, a true commercial opportunity um, here because that more and more consumers care about the story behind the product and the story behind the business. And I think, the bush has a great story to tell. Oh, it has, it has. And you, you've touched into that quite successfully. I'm just astounded. You had an international impact as well. You put international buyers in touch with Australian bush people wanting to do business? Yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, up to 19% of the sellers were shipping internationally. And that's continued. We can see customers from Japan and Europe and um, it's quite remarkable. 
We're on the grill on behalf of Beef Central with Grace Brennan, founder of Buy From The Bush. We'll be back in a moment. Akatak Duo Star from Alanco provides knockdown and residual control of cattle ticks and ivermectin sensitive parasites. Applied early in the season, Akatak Duo Star reduces the buildup of the tick population and helps to prolong the life of effective chemistry. Give ticks and worms the flick with Akatak Duo Star. Always read and follow the label directions and ensure good agricultural practice for optimal parasite control. Back now with our guest for this week. It's Grace Brennan, founder of Buy From The Bush. Now, conditions in the bush, Grace, have uh, changed markedly since you started when the drought was probably at its height. Have, have the better conditions impacted on Buy From The Bush? I think what we have to do is, um, I think in, in terms of impact, it probably means that it's more competitive to kind of to, to tap into people's goodwill. Um, and what we tried to do from the very start is not rely on charity or, or goodwill alone. What we're trying to sell and project is something really impressive and engaging and, um, and you know, something with commercial appeal. So I think that it's, uh, we certainly can't just sell, we're having a tough time, can you help us out? Um, I think that that's a really short-term aim and, and it was always going to be. But um, I believe that certainly our sales and, and um, my conversations with sellers have proven this, that customers are staying with us and, and staying with these small businesses because they like what they're getting. So as long as we can continue to tell the story well and engage um, with the customer in, in kind of innovative and, and fresh ways, um, I think we can we can get through the, the mess that is um, COVID and all the other crises I suppose all it's done for us is have to tell a much more nuanced and, and complex story. Yes. Is there, is there one particular success story that's memorable above the others that you'd like to relate to us? Oh, God. Um, I like the story of a lady who's quite local to me, actually, and she was um, she was a teacher and she made earrings on the side and she um, did so well from from Buy From The Bush that she quit her teaching job and she wrote to me and said, today I became the director of a company and I bought a car so I can travel. You know, She she lived in a regional centre but her farming boyfriend lived out here in western New South Wales. So she had The cash flow had enabled her to move out to the farm, um, launch a much more serious business, become a director of the company and, and more recently she has... Um, bought a building in the main street of her small town so she can launch a dedicated studio space. And I just feel like that um, is symbolic for so many reasons. One, obviously creating a really meaningful career in rural and regional Australia, but also investing in a small town and, and bringing life back into the main street. And I think that sign of life is a sign of the opportunity that, that you know is in front of us with Bike in the Bush. Absolutely. Now, looking at what you've done, my first thought when I followed your your trail from success to success, my first thoughts were, this is such a brilliantly simple idea. Why hasn't this been done before? Did you ever feel that way as well? <laughs> um, you know, I, I feel like it, it probably is. There's lots of 
lots of projects that um, are trying to do something similar, I suppose, and, and they're all tapping into um, audiences and communities that want to support a cause. I think it's, it's not – it's a simple idea, but it needs to be done um, quite strategically and quite well to, to have an impact. And I hope that we can keep wrangling the beast so that it can grow and grow because um, it's not – you know, we don't have short-term – goals. We want this to be a long-term sustainable investment in rural Australia and that's the challenge, I suppose. Absolutely. Did you get any government help or aid or advice to, to grow this business? No. <laughs> no, we haven't yet. I mean, we've had some good conversations, but no, I think it's all been... What we have had is um, incredible community support, but also corporate support. So we've had a partner in PayPal, we've had a partner in Facebook, um, really kind of big supportive organisations um, wanting to, to help us grow legs behind it. So we, we've we've made do with um, without the government support so far, but fingers crossed we might get some in the future. Well, someone's watching you, Grace. In 2021, you were a New South Wales nominee for Australian of the Year. How, did you, how do you feel about that? It was amazing. It's, it's, it's an amazing um, thought and, and quite unbelievable. <laughs> In a lot of ways, I feel very ordinary. Ordinary, my foot and Grace Brennan. I think it's something to do with your lovely Irish name, perhaps. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on all you have achieved. Long may it continue. Grace, thank you. You are a super trooper. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you for joining me today. Until next time, I'm Kerry Lonigan, and this is The Weekly Grill, brought to you by Beef Central and our podcast partner, Elenco Animal Health. <laughs>